0: Hi guys, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, episode number 94. We are almost to 100. Can't believe it, but can believe it. How are you guys doing this week? I genuinely am interested. Today's episode is going to be about how to get off of your cell phone addiction, because I know how many of you are increasingly growing anxious, depressed, unhappy, comparing your lives to others. And you simply cannot get off of your battery. This isn't a dig at anybody, but I fall into the same category of highly addictive personality meets cell phone meets has no idea how to get off of the battery until I hit rock bottom. And now I have coached myself off of my cell phone. We do a lot of studies on this end of journalism before I write any story. I try to talk about what really matters. My team and I have done extensive research while we're writing a new show right now. And what we found as we collected a a large amount of research was that mental health issues are on the rise. And we have to do something about it. We can't just talk about suicide rates and pandemic causing more mental health crises. We can't just talk about money problems anxiety the troubles of our world a covid-19 study with you know the astronomical amount of mental health issues we can't just talk about what social media is doing to our teens and our children and their brains and their developing brains and bodies i mean talk about having a hunchback and looking at the structure of our backbones and necks changing because people are hunched over all day on their phone, not just about physical body changes, but the mental changes in our own brains. I'm going to talk about um, items I've received from uh, CBS, the New York Times, along with NBC, PBS, and various news outlets from LA, San Diego, and New York, where I predominantly study. It's been very hard to watch these videos and then not see a solution to this ginormous problem. So I'm going to do the best I can today to help. First and foremost, take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. This podcast does really well in the how-to space and i kept thinking of my greatest problems recently were tied to a lot of depression and anxiety around comparison and not feeling good enough around other girls and i had to dig really deep inside and figure out where does this come from as you learned in episode 92 this is a pattern of behavior that i have and the triggers are really interesting when we take a look at our past so if you do a little brain scan into your past, and can you remember what some of your triggers were? It could be anything tied to abuse or trauma or mental health issues, emotional issues, the things that made you feel grief or anger, rage, pain, sadness, a deep depression, anxiety, mono no aware, as we say in Japanese. The pathos of life. No one in this lifetime will escape suffering and or grief and sadness. And so, therefore, my job as a wellness journalist is to find a way to captivate a story so that it makes sense where we look at the problem and then we look at the solutions that are out there. I am writing a show right now. If anyone is interested, you can email me at infocandiskumai.com. At If you work at a streamer like HBO Max, Discovery Plus, Hulu, Netflix, etc. The most important thing is is that we don't ignore and try to bury this problem with more problems. I have noticed really irresponsible programming and media, which includes like triggering videos and stories and documentaries about people doing really ratchet, evil, horrible, horrific things. And what those shows do is, sure, they expose people and they might be doing investigative journalism, etc. But you're also triggering people when you talk about sexual trauma, abuse, things from people's past that may haunt them. The violence that we're seeing on TV right now is astronomical. And then if you look at the influx of children that are dying to be YouTubers or Instagram or TikTok famous... Since I fall into that category and have for a while now, uh, not as a teen wanting to be famous, as somebody who has a large profile um, and a, a following, I feel a responsibility as a writer and journalist to do a better job since we can't expect mass media to do everything. You know, I have dear friends that work in mass media and news and I pray for them every day because it is a horrible industry to be in for mental health and wellness. And while I always want to practice what I preach, the most honest thing I can do is to tell you guys how fucked up my own brain is from social media, overwatching YouTube, and just having to post on social for my job for over a decade. It has completely fucked me up. And that is a, a very gray statement, To go into this deeply, there are many things and problems that we all have that we didn't once have, and they are coming to the surface now. We don't even know what the long-term side effects of social media are. I suggest watching The Social Dilemma if you want a little bite of what all of us older millennials have been doing for years, um, how they're protecting their own children from social media, and how... Us as a journalistic, you know, media group in the older millennial category can try to reverse the damage that a lot of our peers have done in creating a lot of these apps. I don't get paid to do this podcast. I go out of pocket for it. And this is public service journalism at its best. I'm here to share with you a story in perspective from my own opinion, my own belief system that hopefully can share a little bit of knowledge to each of you in Belgium, in Poland, in Japan, in New Zealand, in Thailand, in the Philippines, in Canada, in France, in Germany, in the U.S., everywhere you're listening all over the world, Mexico, Latin America, our friends over in Africa, our friends in the Middle East. I'm thinking of everyone you Aussies out there, Kiwis, I adore all of you. And because I come from two different parts of the world, Europe, Asia, and I live in America, I'm here to share with you where mental health and wellness has been destroyed and also exposed. And now we have to do the healing. You have to take responsibility for all the damage that has been done. So if you too feel mentally fucked up, like your brain is fried. Just scrambled eggs. Let me help you today to set a new perspective on how we're going to get off of our social media and off of our cell phone addiction. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Hear me out on where I'm going with this story. Many of you know my background is Polish and Japanese. My grandfather on Polish side, served in the Polish military, was captured by the Russians and he was a prisoner of war for many months. He also had to live in the underground for years, six years after he was captured by the Russians and ran away off a train. He had to live in hiding. Right next to where my grandfather was, was Auschwitz. They were in Poland. So by choice, my family was Catholic. We escaped the death camps by one religious belief system versus another. In Japan, my family was 100 miles away from Nagasaki when the atomic bomb dropped and killed about 50,000 people in an instant. And my grandparents, Lived because by choice they were in Beppu instead of Nagasaki in the Oita prefecture, 100 miles away. So, by choice, I wouldn't even be here. But sometimes, by the skin of our teeth from our ancestors' choices, if my grandpa didn't jump off that train, he I virtually wouldn't even be here. So if you can take a deep look at your historical background and figure out where you're from, you can figure out these little choices, beliefs that were a lucky break. We virtually are here by sheer luck. If you can listen to the stories of the survivors of Auschwitz and the death camps, I'm talking about all the Jews that were murdered while they believed in judaism and maybe they didn't look like everyone else and for us to do that to people that don't look like us where do we learn that we are better than others that's not how we're born we're born with love only and for my japanese side of the family It is heartbreaking that my family lineage is American and Japanese because I struggle when I go to see Nagasaki, interview the survivors, and I do the same in Hiroshima. And I I struggle deeply because one side of me is so saddened by what happened to the people of Nagasaki and Hiroshima, which has never happened again in the history of war. But I also know that the Americans were in war, and they were doing what they were told, and they were fulfilling what they were asked to do. And perhaps the war never would have ended had they not done what they did. But when we sit in Japan, and I work with my crew in Tokyo, and when we all fly down to okinawa or japan um throughout japan we go to we went to nagasaki together as well as my grandmother's hometown in bepu what we all talked about was the american perspective was so different than the japanese perspective because we had two different nationalities on our team way more than that we had brazil and pakistan and uh, mexican and spanish and but from everyone's perspective where you came from really reflected how you treated other people and what your belief system was and what your morals and values are so where I get at is let's start with the roots because the roots can help us to see the much bigger tree and the tree right now is being damaged by all of this you could call it you know just an attack of aphids and no, not enough water, not enough nourishment, not enough love. Like your tree has virtually been wilting over the last few years, and I've seen it because we're all at the edge of not wanting to fucking do any of the shit anymore. If I had it my way, I've said this and I have it. I've plenty of receipts, emails to friends and agents about how sick this stuff was making me five years ago nobody gave a shit either which made it even worse so what I did was I looked back at my heritage over the last say roughly 10 years so since about 2008 I started to really go back and hone deeply into my roots because I realized how messed up I was and I didn't want to think about the high school girls or the college girls or the way that my ex-boyfriend left me i i didn't want to think about this stuff so i mindlessly ran cuz i'm a runner i don't know if you guys noticed that and i don't mean running in running shoes i mean like running away from all my problems buying a plane ticket going to australia going to japan going to party out in france like you name and i did it i, I i'm not going to get deeply into my destructive personal behavior as a runner But I I will in my new book with Audible, but I, I have to tell you guys right now, since we're focused on social media and getting off of our phone addiction, this is where I start. I start learning about who I was, who my grandma was, Helena, who my grandpa was on my father's side, Henrik, who my grandparents were in Japan, June and Fusako, and how did they escape death by the skin of their teeth and how lucky and grateful we are that they were strong on their own they had far worse problems than social media depression anxiety apps they had to survive with no food no money no income no job through world war ii that's where you can start when you do the research on where you come from you start to deeply and innately on a cellular level learn about where you came from and understand a little bit more about yourself the saddest thing I've ever heard I've said this before I'll say it again I'm very consistent was a girl on a trip to Japan for Vogue on the team I asked her where she was from I found out she was from Poland I asked her about her heritage and she told me straight to my face that she didn't actually give a shit where she came from and I went to my hotel room that night and I cried I cried for her And not, not thinking that she, how could she not understand that where she comes from is who she is and that makes up every little genetic part of her. Who are we without culture? A bunch of shitty, boring trendsetters. Are we into trends so much that we forget that culture is the opposite, polar opposite of trend and that this country could use so much more deep-rooted culture And did we forget that when we talk about culture, we talk about traditions, we talk about the beautiful and elegant kimonos my grandmother and my great grandmother used to wear and how incredibly gorgeous they are and how they're not for Kim Kardashian's use. They're not for trend or for money or for profit or for greed or for show. They're strictly for tradition and culture, which is why it's so important for us to preserve where we come from. Did you want to forget that pierogies and guamki and borscht soup share so many recipes with the Jewish culture? So when we're Polish, we're not just Jewish, but we're also Catholic and Christian and we share a plethora of recipes together. I mean, these are all things that I learned when I went back and studied my ancestors, which so few people do nowadays. The Blue Zones is an incredible book by Dan Buettner and it studies multiple regions around the world where centenarians live. Those are people that are over a hundred. And when we look at Sardinia, I flew there, I sat with very, you know, beautiful elders and they told me their story. They told me about how they had no food and no shoes and no clothes, but they made shit work. And that, my friends, is a miracle. If we know that they exist And they have existed through time and history by getting through their own hardships on their own. And their problems were far, far worse than ours. Then we have a glimmer of hope. And once we start to learn about our past and we understand the history of our own culture and heritage, then we can lay a foundation for our future. I don't want to get too deep into the future because only God knows what will happen But I'd like to say, from our past, we can grow a much stronger foundation for the present. I was a mess. I mean, if we want to talk about trees, or maybe now we talk about a building, as an example, I had no bricks down at the bottom of my house. None. Hot mess. Didn't know who I was. Didn't know if I wanted to be a journalist, a writer, a chef a model, a speaker, a host, a show host, didn't know where I was going. And so Wabi Sabi was created because I felt that there was an incessant need to share more of the truth, to honor my story, my legacy, and also share with you the ugly parts of journalism and media and working in publishing. And while you all know how hard it's been, I don't want you to ever think that I take the job for granted. I love being able to report this public service journalism with you because it will give you a different well-rounded perspective as a child of immigrants and somebody who has paved her own way. A thousand and one percent. I'm not somebody who's a Nepo baby. I don't have a cash cow. I don't have a man giving me stacks every week. Sure, that would be great. I would make a fabulous mail order ride for someone, but I'm over that. You feel a beholden responsibility to people when they give you cash. And so I'd rather do it for work, respectively. What I'm saying is, don't let marketing, advertising, and social media destroy who you are to the core and to the essence of who you are. Your grandmother, the monks in the mountains, the monks out in the monastery of Florence in Italy, They don't give a shit about your social media following. They don't care that you were cut out of this photo. They don't care that somebody snubbed you at a party. They don't care that you're going through a pity party of your own. These are people that are more concerned about merit and building up merit so that in their next life, spiritually and divinely, that they will have more merit when they meet Buddha or God or the pearly gates, wherever you believe you're going to go, merit. How do we get off of our phones? Can you find the essence of where you're from? Can you write down if you're taking notes right now, or if you will? Can you take mental notes on where your grandparents are from? Where's your lineage from? Who are you and what's your foundation? The bricklaying process is really about coming clean with yourself and stopping the bullshit. I don't think I ever really sold out. I think I just made a lot of choices that led me to where I am right now. Kind of like my Bapcha and, and Jadik and Jichan and Bachan. They all made these choices, these tiny little choices that led to where we are right now. It is a miracle that you are even alive. Say this to yourself. It is a miracle that I am even alive. One more time. It is a miracle that I'm even alive. And what a gift it is to have the gift of life. Please know there are bigger things out there. And you are not in the Ukraine hiding in a cave with your cat and one suitcase you should be grateful for where you are no matter how hard it is for you to believe that my heart breaks there are so many people affected by hurricanes war natural disaster famine all kinds of genocides that we hear about that we turn a blind eye to because you are so concerned about your fucking tiktok post We're all guilty of that. I am no saint. I am guilty because, unfortunately, a lot of our jobs are tied to our value on social media. So, here's what I'm going to talk about on laying the foundation, the brick laying to get your house really strong so you can take breaks off of your phone and break your cycle of addiction. I made notes of things that really helped me over the last 10 years because when I wrote an email to my two agents about, and these are previous agents, not my agents now. Anytime I talk about my agents in a poor way, it's usually an old agent. In fact, it's always an old agent. The new agents are fabulous. Okay, excuse me for that rant. Here are ways, (laughs) here are ways to really get off the phone addiction and bricklay if you think of a house being built or a tree that needs help here is what we need is a strong foundation roots bricks solidness be the solid person you know you are you don't have to be that all the time but you can certainly make time to be a better person and to do self-improving so if somebody tries to blow that house down or if someone tries to chop down that tree, you know we're going to get it to grow again. We're going to get it nourished again. We're going to help you to shine and bloom and grow. We're going to keep you strong. We're going to keep you just about right where you want to be. And no, wabi-sabi. It's not always going to be perfect. The first thing that I want you to do is to tap into cookbooks. When you cook, I don't want you to touch your phone. Put it away when you make meals. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You have three opportunities out of the day to put your phone away. If you need a recipe, grab a cookbook. It's an old school way to get off technology. So you can put your phone away somewhere and you can get therapeutically cooking. Studies show that cooking helps to boost your endorphins it helps to feel like you've accomplished something and your food does taste better when you cook it yourself that is proven when you cook with a partner it helps to bring you closer together and helps you to share a bonding experience so whether it's with your partner, a child, your mom, your dad, it could be for a homeless shelter, like go for it. Cook your till your heart's content. Clean green eats is a great book of mine for cooking clean green drinks is a great book for cleansing and cook yourself sexy has fabulous recipes along with pretty delicious and kintsugi wellness you can always go to my website candice but we're trying to get you off of the phone so if you would like you could read a recipe and memorize it you could grab a cookbook to get yourself off of your phone and cook till your heart's content. If you work out, it is really important for you not to take your phone into class. The last few years have been cringeworthy because there's always one bitch in class, excuse my language, who's working out with her fucking phone. I want to walk over to her and say, do you know what it's like to have to be a person in media that that virtually wishes they could throw their phone in the ocean like Carrie Bradshaw did in the movie you know what I'm talking about um even if you're say an on-call doctor going through a family emergency you can always leave your phone at the front desk and ask the front desk girl can you get me if this person texts or calls like the 45 minutes to an hour that you're giving to a workout, you should always put the phone away. If you're going for a run, honest to goodness, I still use an iPod Nano for songs so that I can run without a phone. Detach from it. Get away from it. When you go for a walk, there is a term solved, solved by walking. Salvatore Amilando. When you go for a walk, make sure that you take something with you where you can get off of the battery. So whether that's a drink like a matcha latte for a morning walk or a water with lemon for an afternoon walk or a water with greens powder later in the evening, whatever it is, like take your dog, take whatever you need to that's going to make you feel like you're good. For me, it's taking somebody with me, Or sometimes it's just going for a walk with a matcha latte at the beach, putting my toes in the sand and making sure I'm connected to the earth. Don't bring your phone with you. If you can go to the beach or the lake, or if you can go to a body of water and enjoy and observe without a phone, you are golden. You do not need to take it with you everywhere. Don't forget that talking to a friendship friend at brunch is fabulous but when you have your phones on the table or when you're on your honeymoon in Europe and you're both across from each other not enjoying each other's time but rather just being on the phone that is not a brunch or a honeymoon to remember so put the phone away when you're with your friends all of you there's no exception to the rule like nobody at a c-level job gets to have their phone out as much as the teacher or the mom or the writer. Put your phones away and enjoy each other's company because that's something that we've all forgotten to do. Dinner with no phones. Put the phone away. Pray and meditate in the morning for others and for yourself and for your future. Try to use no apps when you're praying and you're meditating. Learn to do it on your own. I used to use guided meditation, but then I realized when I meditated, when my phone was off at night, I just let it stay off in the morning and I meditate, I really feel good being off of the battery. Become a part of a runner's club or a recreational sports club with no phones. If you watch athletes on the field, they are honed in on their sport because they have this thing called zone. And that means that you're playing to the highest of your ability because you're totally checked out from everything else. Surfing was a great exercise to let go of my phone because I virtually had to leave it in the car. Make sure to find little gems in the day where you can put the phone away and walk. Walk. Walk from it. Salvatore Amilando means to solve all your problems by walking. If you are going through a problem right now, and I know you are and I'm talking to you, go for a walk. Sleep it off and make a decision in the morning. There isn't anything that can't wait one night. You can go for a 20-minute walk and then make a better decision the next day. Don't be so hard on yourself when you're getting off of this phone addiction. It is tough stuff. If you are afraid of needing to call or text or be on email, use a laptop. Turn email notifications and notifications off of texts, calls, emails, and anything else. That's LinkedIn, that's Twitter. None of it is important. None of it. When your ancestors were running away from the atomic bomb or surviving Auschwitz or getting out of a death camp, which virtually is a true thing that some of your grandparents have done, God bless them, first of all. And second of all, can you imagine the kinds of psychological issues they must have had and how sweet as pie your grandmother still is? The things that they have seen and done far far heavier than what you are going through and they did it without worry they did it with strength and honor and dignity and they had those values where they embraced people with love and open arms in person and they didn't have a cell phone to do any of it nothing is that urgent that you need to be strapped to a device 24-7. Nothing. I will repeat that. Nothing is so important that you need to be strapped to a device 24-7. If you've got a watch, holy shit, it better not be an Apple watch. It better be a calculator watch or a old shark watch, a digital watch, a cool fancy watch, and a vintage watch. Get that fucking thing off of your wrist please fitbit okay no bye like seriously these devices are so gross and don't even think about doing that implant thing in your brain seriously we just need to get off of all of it studies show that those who are off of technology and not engaged in social media apps have a higher sense of stability mental wellness And that their overall look on life is far more positive than those of us who are strapped to social media. Remember, that goes for me too. By default, my job includes a whole lot of social, even if I don't want (laughs) to. So that leads me to my final part in this exercise of things that we can do to get off of our technology and phones. So while I appreciate you listening to the Wabi Sabi podcast, and I do want you to send this to two friends that you might have a phone addiction also, <clears throat> I want you to focus on the inner essence of being and how you can be more truthful with yourself. If you know you have a phone addiction, then grab a piece of paper and an old journal And just start writing what you're grateful for on the paper. Mom, dad, Jenny, Sean, Shohei, Cutie, all of my adorable best friends. The air that I'm breathing, a home over my head, running clean water. None of it will include anything to do with a social app. I can guarantee it. So focus on the important things that you have with gratitude and grace. I will lastly say that reading books is one of the easiest ways to get off of your apps. Calling a friend is cool, just don't look at the apps. And if you really need to, go ahead and delete the apps off of your phone for a certain period of time. If not forever, you don't need them. There are going to be the next few decades a scary time where people are going to have to face the music. I have friends who have millions of followers on TikTok and they're some of the most unhappy, unfulfilled, and unenriched people I know. And they will tell me that to my face because we used to do we used to do these really intense Clubhouse rooms where we'd tell each other our deepest, darkest secrets and problems. And I think when we took that veil off and we told each other that we were all lonely and, and just dying of loneliness, I think that we all realized that we had a common denominator and that was over usage of a codependency on our phone and social media. So if you really need to, you can look up this no cell phone phone that has like no apps on it, except I believe um, there's like a, a phone that you can use. I think it's called the Light Phone. It's a minimal phone that has no social media. So definitely give it a try if you need to use it. The Light Phone is used for Email, I believe, but only if you need it. So if you need a break from your smartphone, you can try the light phone. Um, that's a techie way to solve this problem. And another way that you can solve this problem is just turn the phone off whenever you feel like it. Especially Saturday and Sunday. A sabbatical is a great idea. That means a long, restful break from work and the phone. You don't need to be available to everyone 24-7. You don't need to write back to everyone all the time. Even if the little moon is on, you don't even need to worry. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. I used to turn my phone off from Friday to Sunday and Monday. And I would email like three people and I'd say, hey, my phone's going to be off all weekend. If you need me, email me. And the hardest thing was I'd have to still go on my computer to book a workout class. And that always sort of annoyed me. But if that's the biggest problem that I had, then I have no, no problems, which isn't true. I want you guys to know I've got. I've got a laundry list of mental health issues I'm working through. But I also think that we all do and we just need to be a little bit more honest with each other. When the honesty comes to the surface, we reveal the truth and when the truth is revealed, we can all learn to live, to share our stories with one another so we can connect, learn and grow and carry that merit with us into the next life. And whether that's important to you or not right now, that's up to you to decide. So while we decide what we are working towards in our future, we must learn in the present moment to make these little changes and little choices, just like our grandparents did. My grandparents made these choices that were lucky. All of them, all four of them had luck because they did not die during World War Two. All four of them went through their own struggles and they escape death by the skin of their teeth and all four of them came out just fine sure my grandpa in Japan was an alcoholic and sure he he liked to have fun and I'm sure that being a POW was a very dark life for my grandfather but you know what they all tried to find the light no matter what came their way my grandfather who had an alcohol problem was a painter And his joy came in traveling and painting through Europe and Spain and all through Asia. I'm sure he would have gone to Africa, India, and all over the world had he not four children and one disabled daughter. I'm sure that my grandfather, who was a POW, thought of all the horrible things that he saw during the war, as did most of our grandfathers. And you know what? They still came out positive, enriched, and loving. What I'm getting to is that they helped you lay those bricks and they helped you to lay those roots so that your tree can grow bigger, so that you can see the full forest, so that you can actually see the bricklaying process and your foundation growing through the years with strength. You don't want to let them down Why let a small little device that's strapped to your wrist or in your hand, why let that get in the way of you to actually learn and develop and grow in real life? A lot of you want to be famous. I get it. But you know what? Why not work on talent that you have, a gift that you have, a skill that you have, and allow that to be what you are known for. The accolades should never be, she did a sex tape. The accolades should be, she was an incredible artist. She knew how to sing. That woman was an incredible writer. Her work was phenomenal. That woman was an incredible, inspiring director. Her movies changed my life. Why not be noted for the things that you did, the work that you put in, the gifts that you share with the world? The way that we do that is we get off of our phone and we work. We work off of technology, writing the books. We work off of technology, putting together the new show, that I hope to help people with their own mental health issues. We work with truth and honor and dignity in knowing that our ancestors paved the way for us. And it would be shameful if we let TikTok get the best of us. It is not the end-all be-all. It is a small bubble that you're living in and you think it's your world. But the world is sitting out there waiting for you to go fall in love with travel and the essence of learning through other people's cultures all over again. The world is virtually your oyster. And if you want your oyster to be on a really sorry app, go for it. But that thing in your hand isn't the world. The world is waiting for you to fulfill your destiny right now. So get off of this phone, first share the episode with two friends. And also, please sign up for my newsletter at candascamai.com and give this podcast a five star rating. It is self funded and fully free. And I've devoted, uh, I'd say, about at least every day we change the number, right? Maybe 50K. <laughs> 50K my own money went to all of the sharing with you. You make me feel special. I love you because of what you do. So please share this pod with multiple friends and write a five star review on Apple. You can hit five stars on Spotify really easily, and you can share this podcast with your BFF and tell her, Candace is my BFF, don't be jealous, I'm sharing her with you. For all of you who wrote to me the last few weeks, there's a lot of people to go through, but there was one that really stood out to me, and I'm going to read her note to you because it, it'll give you a little bit of hope. So I have a fan that wrote to me, she's fabulous, her name is Megan del negro and she wanted to tell me a little story about her daughter hi candace i'm such a big fan and i really enjoy the good content that you put into the universe whether it's through your podcasts, books or tv thank you for taking the time to ask how i'm doing i'm approaching the three-year anniversary of the loss of my daughter so many episodes pertaining to trauma grief and resilience speak to me i find it so sad that america I'm not sure about other cultures, she says in parentheses. But she says, I find it so hard and sad that in America that we don't know how to acknowledge or navigate someone's grief. As far as losing a child, there isn't even an English word to describe it like there is for a widow or an orphan. Oh, Lord, Megan, you made my heart just hurt she continues to say I'm going to leave a note here because if I leave you a voice note I'll probably start crying she says thank you I really appreciate your kind words of wisdom I've been in search of a new book so I really appreciate you recommending Melanie Beattie's Journey to the Heart it's a great book she also lost a child in it please recommend it to anyone she says lastly I'd love to share a pic of my daughter Her name was Lane. Laney, we called her. I'm looking at her picture now, and she's just so precious. She says, of course, it is perfectly fine to share my story. Thanks for checking. It is a privilege to be able to share Laney with more people. As I mentioned before, I'm a proud mom who wants nothing more than people to know that she existed. So, Megan lost her baby girl, Lainey, almost three years ago, and she wrote to me because she was struggling with the loss of her child. And there wasn't an English word for losing a child, like an orphan or a widow, but, well, I would say, Megan, that you and Lainey are both angels and I really believe that God put you here for a reason and that your story and losing your baby girl will help others sometimes I get hate mail from people and evil comments and that's fine I'm sure there's a lot of people that talk shit about me and that's okay I'm okay with it because when you put yourself out there as a public person that's what happens Par for the course, but I do believe that you get these letters, like the letter from Megan about Laney, and you realize that the podcast isn't just a podcast, but it's a place for people to come and grieve. And I think in our darkest times and our deepest grievances, we should be much more open-minded to compassion and empathy, especially for those who have lost children. That is one of the hardest things that you could possibly go through on this earth. So, Megan, we commend you and Lainey, and this episode is for both of you, and there will be more to come. But I think Lainey would be happy if we were telling people that they should work on their mental health and wellness, and that they should become earth angels themselves and learn to help others to get off their phone. So when you're at workout class, ditch the phone. When you go out gardening, ditch the phone, leave it inside. When you were cooking, cook from cookbooks. Put the phone somewhere far away. When you are talking to a friend at brunch, put the phone somewhere in your purse far away. You can check out the light phone if you would like. You can get rid of your watch or your devices that are ticking away at your body parts or whatever they're looking at and tracking. <laughs> Nobody needs an app or a device to lose weight or get healthy or get mentally well. You simply need to lose the devices to do all those things if you don't know how pick up Kinsugi wellness the book that i wrote just for you and your better better mental health k-i-n-t-s-u-g-i wellness no phones at dinner and pray and meditate for others with no phones take up a course where you are away from the phone like a watercolor class a runner's club, a recreational sports team. And when you go for a walk, Salvatore Amilando, learn how to clear your head and get through your problems. And by the way, through this whole episode, I've had a head and sinus cold and I've been holding it together. (laughs) But I was out sick for a full eight days. So be careful out there. If you want to hear more about immunity boosting, check out my episode with Dr. Andrew Weil, In a past episode, we talk about how to boost your immunity naturally. Leave that five-star review juicy and have a fabulous week, you guys. Let's talk more about this conversation on getting off of our phones and getting back into the real world, because if you don't look around and smell the roses every now and then, you're going to miss out on the real thing, well, real life. I'll talk to you guys soon and have a fabulous week. A deep breath in, a deep breath out.